Welcome to Boardroom Media. My name is Velvet Bell Templeman, and I'm here talking to Tony Petito, National Head of Agribusiness, Food and Beverage at Grant Thornton. Tony is an audit partner with a special focus on mid-cap and mid-market business. Today, we'll be talking about food production and food producers. We all need to eat, and Australia has some of the best produce in the world, but our farmers are no more immune to the coronavirus epidemic than the rest of us. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. Thank you, and good morning, Velvet Bell. Now, Tony, let's take a step back. We make more than enough food for Australians, and then we export on top of that. What was the sector experiencing prior to COVID-19 hitting? Yeah, well, look, Australia has had a, a strong reputation for quality produce. It has a, a clean and green reputation for producing fantastic produce. Exports were very strong, especially in beef and lamb sectors, and those prices were actually fairly high. And mergers and acquisition activity was, was actually very strong, both within Australia and also from overseas countries. However, with any sectors, there are always winners and losers. And, and there were some tough conditions. We had the drought and we had water crisis in terms of availability of water and where that water was being allocated. We also had, um, as a result, some very high input costs, such as feed, water, as I've mentioned, and fuel costs. And then on top of that, we did have also bushfires, which impacted southern Australia as well. So there were some tough conditions as well for Australian producers. And then the borders came down. And I assume when this happened, there was an immediate stop to imports and exports. Look, not, a, not an immediate stop, but certainly things were, were made much more difficulty. And, and mainly due to the inability to access infrastructure, such as you know, shipping containers from either overseas or locally. In some cases, some producers also found it very difficult to obtain some inputs, such as fertilisers, which are, a lot of fertiliser comes from overseas. But also that meant that, in fact, some Australian suppliers were able to fill in that hole. And so there were winners there. And so we are starting to now see some returns to, to exports, but certainly not to the level um, we enjoyed previously. And Tony, this will, of course, have a massive impact on labour as well. So many producers rely on backpackers and people on working holidays. Yes, especially so in the horticultural industry who are reliant on that form of labour. Also in, in various meat processes and processes generally where they rely on contract labour and visa arrangements. But having said that, Look, Australian agricultural producers are, are very resilient and they, they have been able to utilise a lot of local labour and, and try to localise the usage of labour where possible. That's great to hear. The domestic market is clearly very important to producers right now then. Does a smaller market make production any easier? Look, unfortunately, no. Um, Australian producers require economies of scale. They require that in order to produce efficiently at a, at a lower cost. And so whilst supermarket sales have increased with such items um, such as pasta and flour sales, you know, being a lot higher, food service, unfortunately, has not returned. And this is the area of restaurants and fast food outlets where volumes have been significantly cut. And so what we're seeing, for instance, is examples of some higher value meats and meat cuts and mints, which has been heavily discounted through supermarkets because that, that product was generally being going through the food service sector. And of course, we've also had export markets that have slowed down significantly. 
And Tony, you mentioned a water crisis. Sunrise has recently come out saying that Australia will run out of rice by December because of a lack of water. Is this down to drought? Unfortunately, yes. Um, most rice is grown in southern New South Wales and northern Victoria. And the summer crops that have been planted are 66% down on prior year due to poor rain and, in fact, also higher water prices. We've also had the impact of supermarket hoarding, where you may have read, you know, there was a lot of an increased demand for rice. Um, interestingly, global rice production has also fallen significantly with adverse weather affecting regions such as, you know, the US, North Korea and Thailand. The government is now focusing more on water allocation and how that water should be allocated. So that area certainly does need revisiting. So we have a restriction on essentials for production. We have a reduction in exports, challenges with labour and regions recovering from fire, as well as issues around water rights. How are your clients responding to all of this? Remarkably resilient. Australian producers are very nimble and they're able to flex and adapt very quickly. So for instance, there's examples of what was going into food service is now going into online sales. By no means, of course, are they replacing that, but they are creating new channels. So far, my clients and, and the industry in general has had uh, very few instances of COVID outbreaks within their processing facilities. And this is really important, as we've seen recently what happened at Cedar Meats when there's a COVID outbreak within a facility. So it's important that those outbreaks are contained. Australian producers have also been able to freeze and store uh, uh, an amount of product which can be used in production in later months. And of course, there are also Asian markets that we're able to export to, certainly not to the same extent as prior to COVID, but that's also coming back on board now. And easings of restrictions were announced by the government about a week ago. Will this make a material difference to producers in the short term? No, food service really needs to open up before we can see a, a significant um, positive impact. And unfortunately, now we've had the issue with China banning four of our large meat processes and threatening a, a tariff on barley. But we should point out there that whilst four processes have been banned or, or product is not coming out of four processes, there are other processes that are exporting into, into China and into other Asian markets. Unfortunately, those four are quite significant. But in the short term, what Australian producers need to make sure that they can control is outbreaks within their facilities. They need to make sure that their facilities continue to produce. So there's no relief in the short term then. What sort of assistance is available to producers, either to keep them running now or to set them up to succeed in the future? Well, look, apart from the usual suspects such as JobKeeper, land tax, payroll tax relief, the Commonwealth Government and various state governments have announced various funding and grants specifically for the sector. So, for instance, there's a, a billion dollar fund which the Commonwealth Government has set aside to support those regions and communities that have been severely impacted by the economic impacts of coronavirus, including agriculture. There is the $110 million international freight assistance mechanism, which is designed to help exporters of high value agriculture and fisheries to get their produce into key overseas markets. And the government has organised return flights for these to bring back critical 
products needed for the ongoing health response. And so those industries that have been targeted include seafood, premium red meat, dairy, horticulture. The government has also announced a $300 million business and job supports fund, which will assist the industry sector facing potential collapse and significant job losses. And finally, there's a $500 million working for Victoria Fund, which is part of the Victorian government's response. And they'll work together with the Victorian Farmers Federation and other industry peak bodies to help identify workforce needs and facilitate job matching and training. So clearly this is a global issue, but Australia is doing better than many other countries. What do you think the future looks like for Australian producers? Look, what one thing that COVID has shown is that consumers will always need food. Um, and as I mentioned, Australia has a strong reputation for quality food and has a, a clean and green reputation. We have access to Asian markets. We have opportunities for expansion. Merger and acquisition activity will continue, not just from overseas, but also from within Australia. So long-term, Australian agriculture does have a very bright future. Tony, thank you for your time. Thanks, Velvet Bell. You can find further information on how COVID-19 might affect your business and assistance is available to you on the Grant Thornton COVID-19 hub at www.grantthornton.com.au forward slash COVID-19. My name is Velvet Bell Templeman and you're listening to Boardroom Media.